Ascenta Insights. I'm your host, Nanda Felding, a senior partner at Ascenta Partners, an executive search firm in London, where I run the global consumer and brand practice. The pandemic has inspired us to take a fresh approach to our business and leverage one of our greatest assets, our global network of executives. We have launched this Ascenta Insights series to answer specific questions across many business critical topics. In collaboration with Johanna at Kreischer Co., a tech entrepreneur and strategic management consultant, I'll be joined by a guest speaker in each episode. These subject matter experts are happy to share the knowledge with you, our global audience. Last week, we had a successful episode dedicated to emotional authenticity in leadership. Empathy, agility, and humility are all soft skills that have been highlighted several times over the past weeks across multiple of our podcast episodes. A question often asked by our clients is where can we find this type of talent? Having worked in international markets and specifically Asia for more than 10 years myself, I strongly believe there's a huge benefit from hiring people from emerging markets and or regional structures. One of the recent trends we have observed is that the most progressive MNCs are acquiring a lot of regional Asian talent at HQ, both internal moves as well as external hires. Predominantly for three reasons. One is to educate global in terms of Asia's digital ecosystem, as the East is reshaping how the West is doing e-commerce. And Amazon's live streaming launch for business is a classic example here. Companies really realize they need this expertise globally. The other reason is to share insights regarding Asia consumer habits and trends, as most companies are obviously actively targeting the Asian consumer. And finally, there's often a need to educate global to work a little bit more agile, as there's a certain pace and sense of urgency, which leads to innovation out of the box thinking in Asian markets that could potentially inspire global structures. Hence, today we have chosen to deep dive into the correlation between emerging market leadership skills and post-COVID leadership requirements. Why do emerging markets offer us an interesting talent pool? What are some of the skill sets we are referring to? And how can companies take a progressive approach to ensure they can increase their cognitive diversity levels by looking at emerging market talent? And who better to listen to than an emerging market talent himself? Hence, we've invited William Blumentat, a seasoned emerging market leader who was born in Indonesia and has lived in Asia, Africa and Europe. William has more than 20 years of commercial and leadership experience across different industries, including working experience at P&G, known and Novartis. William, thanks so much for joining us today and over to you. Hey, thanks a lot Nanda and I'm excited to be here today and share some of my thoughts with your global audience. As Nanda have mentioned, we both believe there is a correlation between emerging market leadership skills and the post-COVID world leadership requirements. Hence, I would love to share some of my views as well as some personal experiences with you today. In today's world, the global pandemic has driven plenty of companies and industries into the unknown world due to lack of future clarity and a high degree of unpredictability. We know that some industries and companies are positively impacted by the pandemic, like e-commerce, home care and hygiene products. Yet, we also know that perhaps 
the majority of global industries are badly affected by the pandemic. For example, travel and hospitality industries, food services, retail and apparel. Most industries are facing a decline in consumption, yet this is not the only reason. Some industries simply face multiple restrictions in terms of business disruptions in logistics, supply chain planning, and the service value chain. To make things worse, this pandemic is usually unpredictable. Few expected there would be a second outbreak like what is happening today in Europe. And we are not sure if there will be a third and fourth one, and if so, what kind of interval to expect. Most of the global companies, whether affected positively or negatively business results-wise, are currently restructuring or postponing decisions. It is so common when companies are facing profit and cost pressures plus changes in market dynamics to restructure and to take a wait-and-see approach. But is this new reality the same as the past reality? The common business and strategic planning recipe is to analyze the past, the current trends, and then project into the future. This practice definitely helps but certainly does not hold highest importance anymore, as the new reality is really uncertainty. Or, as Jen and Karen described in episode 4 of this podcast series, the only certainty is uncertainty. And yes, this new reality requires new leadership skills. The next generation leaders who are equipped with the right skill set to respond to the business challenges they are facing and who do not flight or freeze. Throughout this podcast series several times, the importance of soft skill has been highlighted as a critical factor for driving successful business results, enhance innovation, and pivot in a time of crisis. Many of us do not realize that regulation, political religious situations, competitions, and customer change in behavior, even in some cases, natural disasters. Having been most of my time in emerging markets, I myself have experienced the emerging market reality multiple times along my two decades career. Some of the examples I had are quite unthinkable in the developed and mature world. For example, the hyper-rapid evolution of digital world in China, making yearly planning almost impossible, a room to maneuver in business planning for marketing in China plus hiring super agile talents are two things needed to survive to stay on top. In Indonesia, I experienced, as a young man, several times political unrest leading to massive devaluation of the local currency, making business planning done just over a quarter ago obsolete and everything had to be replanned with some volatility assumptions. In Myanmar, I experienced surprises where multiple exchange rates were practiced and kept moving on weekly if not daily basis. In Africa, I saw change of leadership in health regulatory brought completely different rules to play. Having been there myself and having observed many peer leaders and colleagues in emerging markets, I realized that there are plenty of learnings and skill sets which are extremely relevant in today's situation. The pandemic has brought the reality that was confined in emerging markets to the global stage, where every single country, whether developing or mature, experience the bleak present and the future full of surprises as well as opportunities.
It is important for global companies to understand and value what emerging market talent could offer them. I personally feel there is a lot companies could benefit from looking at hiring from emerging markets and now might be the right time to explore this talent in order to navigate the new uncharted world. Why do I say this and what could emerging market leaders bring to the table? Successful emerging market leaders inherently own or learn to acquire some key attributes which we hear all around during 2020. Mental fitness, agility, resilience, out-of-the-box thinking and a strong ability to lead a team through uncertain times while remaining calm and positive. In another word, lead from the front with empathy. We have seen examples where some leaders in their effort to overcome pressing unexpected issues like the valuation of a currency managed to come up with out-of-the-box thinking in value reframing their product price proposition to consumers in the market. They leveraged some of the product's benefits which were not much communicated before. Thanks to their mental agility, these leaders overcome their stress in life and work to turn disadvantages of devaluation into competitive advantage of better, if not best, value for money. Another example is in the pharmaceutical world in emerging markets. Some molecules can suddenly change classification from less to more restricted, or vice versa. Here, some leaders could see a wider world of healthcare treatment and prevention. A particular molecule could enter an entirely new category with the right clinical data, since the leaders have anticipated what worse could happen and have conducted multiple clinical studies beyond the present category or therapeutic area. Mental resilience and constant anticipation of what worse could happen next have supported these leaders to stay on top and not to get drowned by the immediate crisis and urgencies. These traits ensure leaders to be objective, creative, and responsive to navigate the uncertainty while still come up with strong results. On top of that, emerging market leaders are often seen as game changers in senior executive teams. They could bring a fresh perspective to the business and help to prevent and identify blind spots. Having the ability to relate diverse topics to one another to cross-laterally seek opportunities and to apply a creative approach to drive results is key in emerging markets. Many executive teams benefit from this hands-on and solution-oriented approach. Overall, it is a way to enhance cognitive diversity, which, as Nanda explained in episode 5, could be a key enabler for innovation and post-COVID business success. Of course, a company should always have the right balance between short-term focus and long-term planning. By no means should we lose sight of the overall business strategy. As Imogen stated so well in the first episode, there is still a need for strategy as this is the North Star for any company. Strong emerging market talents don't lose sight of the long-term goals and strategy. However, they are more agile in the way they deal with problems and expected business challenges as that is their natural playground. Coming back to restructuring, this effort will certainly help to adapt to cost situations and at times might have to be prioritized. However, the nature of this activity can often be quite painstaking and emotionally draining for organizations and it is to form something fixed for the next two to five years. Meanwhile, reality may not be the same anymore the next quarter or semester with COVID unpredictability. 
This is also aggravated by the fact that there are multiple geopolitical situations. This requires a different approach, not just from a talent point of view, but overall business review point of view. Are your budgeting processes still fit for purpose? Are your planning and manufacturing process still up to date? Yet again, strategic decisions like this are taken by talents and hence companies need to ensure that the talents taking these decisions are the talents with the right skill sets who are able to navigate in an unpredictable world. Now it's not the time for wait and see. The most innovative companies understand you cannot stand still. If one thing China has taught us, the competition eats you alive. So you need to constantly innovate and stay ahead of the game with an agile business approach. Taking a freeze approach backlogs decisions and since the world will still continue to be an uncertain place, yet with ample opportunities, you might as well get on with it and ensure you have the right people who get this. Restructuring alone will not help much with the new reality and companies should really think how mentally agile, diverse and ready their organization and their leadership teams are for their own future. Have they acquired the necessary wild wild is experiences of emerging markets where business and life surprises are part of daily life? Where traditional annual and strategic five-year planning in many cases are almost unrealistic? Strong emerging senior talent has the strategic vision, the big picture of where and how much the business should grow, yet with a good level of flexibility for the team to navigate and the calmness to lead the way in the moment of uncertainty and crisis. In an ideal world, companies should restructure to hire the right talent, set the business and organization design up to include a high level of agility and to increase cognitive diversity in order to ensure constant reflection and adaptation. More than ever, it is the right time to think about talent readiness to face and embrace this unpredictable storm. The business results will demonstrate which leaders are capable and have the right toolbox to navigate moving forward. Do companies have sufficient number of leaders who demonstrated successes in their extensive emerging market experiences? Do they have strategic plans in place to rotate senior leaders from headquarters to emerging regions so that they understand local nuances and get a real first-hand experience? And this should ideally be accompanied by truly living in the emerging market rather than a regional hub. It creates a deeper exposure and learning. Finally, Emerging market leaders could offer not only particular leadership traits that are highly sought after post-COVID. Emerging market talents could offer a wealth of consumer insights. Many FMGG companies in the US are trying to penetrate Latino consumers. Asian consumers are the next frontier for many companies. But how many senior leaders are from these markets? Understanding how your next generation consumer thinks and works could offer a real first-time advantage in terms of business potential and setting the right big picture strategy. So, to conclude, restructuring is usually the first go-to option amidst this business and profit pressure and unpredictable situation. But this alone won't suffice. Companies should really evaluate the readiness of their talent and this starts from leadership talents. Do they have enough diversity of talents, having solid experience in emerging markets? If there is a gap, companies need to start having a short and long-term approach from now on. For example, to use an agile and relevant talent acquisition partner to support with talent pipelining. 
to internally create rotation programs or management trainee programs to get diverse talents on board, to start beefing up the talents learning and training plans to equip these leaders with unique emerging market leadership capabilities. External think tank creations are fairly popular currently to increase cognitive diversity with immediate effect and to leverage different industry learnings. It is all about becoming more agile and to prepare your company for the unpredictable future. Talent is key in this, and emerging market leaders could offer a unique opportunity to assist companies navigating the uncertain new world. Hopefully this provides some food for thought, and thank you so much for this platform, Asenta. Back to you, Nanda. Super. Thank you, William, and very much appreciated. Hugely interesting examples and hopefully some food for thought for our global audience. I look forward to welcoming you back next week as we are inviting Lisa Thomas, CMO at Virgin, who will share her thoughts on why purpose is no longer an optional component of strategy. This is a continuum of Eric Lietzke's session two weeks ago. As brand purpose is such a hot topic at the moment, we thought to welcome an additional view on this exciting topic. Thanks for tuning in and please consider subscribing to a Center Insights podcast so you don't miss the next episode.